hello, Matthew. Hello, dear Forrest. How are you, my friend? Hello, I'm bloody good, man. How are you? <laughs> oh, I'm so good, man. I can't Ew. tell you how pumped I am for this episode, oh, honestly. We, we have been like ex- excited kids at Christmas, mate, this week. Uh, um, it, I mean, it's yeah, it's been excitement levels at the absolute maximum. <laughs> I'll, I'll say something on the podcast right now. I text Forrest early this morning going... Honestly, this is one of the happiest things that is in my life right now, and I cannot wait for today's episode. And it is so true. Yeah, man. Yeah, how are you though? How's life? I'm good. I'm good, mate. Life's 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 good. It's been. This is. um, Yeah, it's been a while, isn't it? Because the last one we did was in person. We did it here. Yep. Uh, And then before that, you and Rach did your little one, and we had summer basically. We've had summers. Yeah. Like what a whirlwind it's been. For it has. It feels like we've gone on a little separate wildcard journey, which is what we do with the wildcard movie episodes, which is exactly what the purpose is for that. But now we are back. We are back with phase four. The autumn is arriving. It's going straight into Christmas as well. You know, mm. I cannot wait. We've got phase four still to go through. We've been doing phase four all year. And yeah, getting back on that train, I'm I'm so pumped. I'm ready for this. I'm re- I... I... I'm ecstatically ready for this. Um, <laughs> we, <laughs> I don't know how to beat you there with adjectives, but I don't know. I yeah, positively pumped. Um, yeah, I, I, I just can't wait, man. I'm just so excited. Um, we, I feel we... like you're trying to pump yourself up even more. Then you saw my levels, and you're like, Jesus, this came in hot. I'm like, I'm like, how can we go bigger than this? this come on, <laughs> run myself up. Um, just to say uh, to everybody, you at home, um, this will be the first podcast that goes live, not live, live at the time. Yeah. Uh, it will go on to YouTube. Uh, it will be the first mm. full episode on YouTube. Um, so this uh, gets uploaded uh, audibly. So to streaming sites, including YouTube, ironically, uh, on Wednesday and then next Saturday, or this Saturday, uh, we will be posting it, posting the big deal on YouTube. Absolutely. And you should absolutely listen to both versions because when I say versions, the Saturday version is an uncut version. So whatever happens in this podcast, I mean, is going on on YouTube. So this was an uncut version video version you can watch it on youtube and yeah yeah if anything br- bringing more stuff out us then we may have to edit at the last minute <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So hopefully nothing incriminating yeah. happens in the next hour and we'll be we're just raising fine. the stakes are we we're just raising yeah. the stakes for it for each other and yeah i'm i'm fine with that if you are or <laughs> <laughs> not how's how's your week been anyway you asked me how my week's been huh it's it's weird. It's this is the week where life goes back to normal in a way. Like summer's finished, mm. the girls are back at school. Um, I don't know if you heard a scream there. That was a, a child in the living room. Um, didn't wasn't a cat. That was my kid. Um, yeah. So everything's gone back to normal. Work's going back to normal. So it's it's a weird feeling, but it's a good feeling because I kind of like the routine do you know what i mean i'm mm. really excited to get back into the routine with you and i getting into this and stuff and phase four in particular is you know we've got moon night coming as well we've got multiverse of madness coming we soon you know to be catching up with all the mm. mcu content so 
I'm pretty excited about this, and particularly this is one particular move me since we started this podcast. I was really excited about. Um, it came, this came out, I think, almost around the time when we started. I think. It did, yeah. Uh, no. No. It was twenty one. It was. Two, it was. Tw- it was. Yeah, two thousand twenty one. We've been going since May two thousand and twenty two, mate. Oh, okay, fair play. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we can, when do we come up with it? Did we come up with the idea to do it at that? No, film, film club. Film club started. Ah, oh, that's right. when film club. So we're, we're, we we and a few people got into this little film club. I think this is the first film we did that because this is ages. This is this is November two thousand twenty one. This is Matt. So this that's is Mark. Really, way way before release. No, uh, December. Sorry, December the seventeenth. Um, it uh, released yes. into theatres. Um, yes. Yes. Uh, so yeah, we went and saw it, and oh my god, what a time to be alive! Have we have we said the name of the of the film yet? We haven't announced it yet. Oh, and as well, by the way, last week you done me dirty. There was no intro. There was no was... opening credit intro. No, no, no. It, Listen yeah, to it. It was. I announced it. There was no intro. Yeah, because didn't I put it after our little pitter patter afterwards? Because you laugh, and then I said a little pitter patter, and then it goes into it. Did I I think that? You missed the entire. There's definitely an intro in last week's episode. Right. Well, I'm not missing it. I'm not missing it right now. So I'm I'm about to readjust my hat and tell everybody, dear listener, it is time for us to delve into Spider-Man: No Way Home. Okay. Theme tune, fireworks. Okay, you know, people chucking grenades of excitement. There we are. Here we go. <laughs> it's uh, this, and this, this does hark back to uh, the last episode uh, where um, I took the piss out of you for saying that if uh, Secret Invasion had Spider-Man, oh, it would have been the best thing in the world. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Spider-Man. Already preluded your excitement for this week's podcast, mate. I mean, how can you not get excited for this movie, man? It is, is it? so good. Um, I am gonna go. I'm gonna go straight in because um, yeah. I remember when we did um, Spider-Man: Far From Home was the last one, right? Spider-Man: yep. Homecoming, Spider-Man: Far From Home, Spider-Man: No Way Home. Yeah, so we yeah. when we covered, I don't know if you remember when we did Far From Home, I basically said that I'd never watched. I thought I'd seen it and had never seen that movie. I never saw Mysteria. Right? I don't know if you can remember. Yeah. So when when this film opens with Mysterio revealing Peter Parker, right? I I my I was like, what happened there? Because when we saw it in the cinemas, I can't remember thinking to myself, Christ, when when did... I didn't catch that. 
So I don't, I don't. I must have just thought when we saw this in the cinema that that yeah. that opening just came in a vacuum. Because what? literally the opening of just yeah. something, yeah, from nothing. And I'm like, what? It like what must have went into my brain that thought that? Oh well, we've just skipped a few years and Mysterio's <laughs> rocked up and he's randomly called out Peter Parker. I don't know what happened there. That was a, that was a very yeah. I watched this back, going, how could I not have realised I missed and the an fact entire you never, fucking yeah, film? You never questioned it either. Like, hang no, on, no, who's that guy? Yeah, this great, great start. This really... Mm, it's Straight in. Right into okay. the heart of the action. We've met a character that we're never going to meet again in this film. That, for me, is top-notch stunning. Wow. I mean, talk um, about a movie where you really do need to see the second one before you go into the third one. That's mm. that's definitely it, right? Yeah, wow. I mean, I mean that's impressive, arg- mate. Arguably only for the first 20 minutes of this film. I think after yeah, the first and then it 20 go, yeah. minutes... It kind of goes its own way. Um, where actually, if you haven't watched older Spider-Man films, then you're fucked. <laughs> yeah, that's true. If that's, actually, yeah. yeah. If yeah. you've never seen Tobey Maguire... There's, um, there's a comment I've made in my notes about those legacy characters that we're now calling them in terms mm. of how they're brought in and in terms of all the exposition of, oh yeah, this happened to my character or this happened to me in my, in my, in my stories, you know, and bringing it into the movie. But anyway, before we go into anything, mate, this is mm. a movie, which means we need to do ourselves a cheeky little synopsis. Oh, here we go. Kicks. <laughs> Kickstart. Honestly, this has way more of a format now, doesn't it? Do you know it's crazy? The fact that we have the TV shows, the wildcard movies, but the films that we do has a beautiful little format. So let's do it. Mm. Chuck us in with a synopsis. Here we go. For the first time in the cinematic history of Spider-Man, our friendly neighbourhood hero's identity is revealed, bringing his superhero responsibilities into conflict with his normal life and putting those he cares about most at risk. When he enlists Doctor Strange's help to restore his secret, the spell tears a hole in their world, releasing the most powerful villains who have ever fought a Spider-Man in any universe. Now, Peter will have to overcome his greatest challenge yet, which will not only forever alter his own future, but the future of the multiverse. Ooh, that, that little I mean, last multiverse that you brought out ooh. there. Mm, I can't get down that low. Multiverse. The multiverse. Do, do, do it again, do it again. The multiverse. Oh, come on. Somebody needs uh. to get this guy on an advert. <laughs> oh, he needs to be in a trailer. It. Stop it. Oh. Yeah, I've got, a, I've got a face for radio. <laughs> Look at me go. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a face for voiceovers. <laughs> um, You're going to make lots of money, mate. Oh. <laughs> um, All for not showing your face. <laughs> Put that fucking away. That's it. Ooh. That's what we need. Um, that, that's a hell of a meaty synopsis, though, right? That, Crikey, mate! That was War and Peace. That that kind of and and what what makes me sad about that synopsis is it tells you everything. Mm. 
Yeah. No one Literally. can read that synopsis and go, oh, you know, I wonder whether they've brought back characters. I wonder whether there might be another Peter Park. No, that is going to tell you every fucking, everything, whether you've want you've asked for it or not. I feel like it had to, because it's like it's one of those movies where it's it's the pinnacle, it's the climactic movie of the third, you know, in the origin trilogy of Spider Man. It needs all of that you know, description and, and, and synopsis uh, so we can understand fully what's going on because, mate, this is the other thing. It does pack a punch. There is a lot going on in this movie. What about after uh, after being unmasked as the Spider-Man, Doctor Strange and Spider-Man unknowingly open the multiverse? What about that? Oh, and that's a ni- that's a nice little tagline. If you literally just put that yeah. into your tagline slash whatever synopsis, whatever you want to call it, that for me is like multiverse. What does that mean? What's that bring? Mate, come on. Look, I know everyone's on strike at the moment, but chuck your CV in. Go on, I dare you. I dare you. Actually, Kev, if there is a time K-Dot, to chuck K-Dot. a CV in, now now is the time. While well, everyone's on strike, I'll come and I'll do I'll do I'll do the writing. Yeah, I'll do the voiceovers. I'll be yeah. in it. You know what? I, I don't. I don't really care about this AI. I've got. You know, you use my face for a, a perpetuality, perpetual, just eternal life. Use it. Use it. Use this face. Use my face. <laughs> Fucking use it. It could be a case of, look, look, I know you don't like my face. I know I ain't got a right face, but I've got a good voice. So just chuck Leonardo DiCaprio over the front of it. I'm fine with it, mate. Yeah, no problem. What, five pounds, five pounds every time we get shown? Yeah, no no problem at all. I'm happy with that. That's all right. I paid for pint down road with, with Paolo, wasn't it? Me and Paolo go pint. Don't know why my friend's called Paolo. No. It's, a lovely, <laughs> it's, it's a lovely name. Paolo. Oh, anyway, we digress. <laughs> we digress. Um, yeah, so Spider-Man. Here we are, okay. mate. This is what it, what a what a film. Um, Over, overview, overview thoughts. Do you want to go first? Uh, yeah, go on then. Overview thoughts. Um, yeah, thoroughly enjoyable. I, th- I think, if anything, uh, and I, w- I came into it cautiously, if anything... Watching it, this is only the second time. You know, I, I haven't done a mat and watched it five hundred times because it's Spider Man. Um, <laughs> but no, it's the right. second. It's the second time, and um, and genuinely, I was a little bit like, "Oh, am I going to really watch this?" And it's going to be like, "Oh, you know, this isn't as good as I thought in the cinema." If anything, it was better. Not once did I look at the, you know, the running time and think, "Christ, this is going on." It, you know, it was enjoyable. It was exciting. It was funny. Um, I have issues with Act One. Uh, act mm. two, act three, loved it. First act, first part of the film, I struggled with, but we will talk about that. Um, That's interesting. Yeah, um, but yeah, generally, general observation, absolutely loved it. One of the best MCU movies for sure. I think so. In terms of my views uh, with this movie, this is, I mean, alongside Guardians three. It's got to be one of the best fan service movies that I've seen in a long time. Um, in terms of bringing back legacy characters, legacy, legacy villains as well, uh, the link up between Sony and uh, Disney in, in this movie, 
Um, mm. Even the Easter eggs, even the little cameos when it, you know you've got Venom in the mid-credit sequences. Um, the 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 thread of intertwining all these separate stories and coming in. Yes, not in, you know some of these aren't fully integral, but what was great about this is that they managed to make these legacy characters really important to the main thread of Tom Holland's Spider-Man in developing his origin. That is what I think John Watts has done an incredible journey and done an incredible job at. It's creating this this narrative um, as an origin trilogy, something we haven't seen before. You know, origin movies, you get one origin and then boom, you get you get a trilogy. And the next thing you know, you know, you've got Old Man Spider-Man. I don't know, you know, time passes in trilogies quite a lot. But with this one, it's very succinct. It's moment after moment. We start immediately after the second one. There's a lot. There's no kind of like gaps in timelines for us to think about what's happened. We're straight in with the character that we love and have learned to love, um, and and it just grows. And I yeah, it just I cannot compliment a movie like this anymore. But there are certain small things, very tiny things for me. Um, but there were slight glitches, let's say, in the film. But there weren't gripes. I, I have mm. almost no gripes for this movie. Um, but yeah. I loved it. Can't wait to talk more in a minute. <laughs> Fantastic. Should uh, we talk about story? Uh, <laughs> we do the talk, uh, talk about story. Let's Sorry. talk about... I don't know why this episode is the episode with all the voice here. Let's talk about story, shall we? Uh, uh, let's talk, talk about story. Uh, let's <laughs> He's, I tell you what, you're really you're, you're encouraging people to watch YouTube, and I I, I am that about you. Yeah, right? actually, that's well, true. Mate, you know, yeah. Only people on YouTube are going to know what I'm doing right now. <laughs> 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 Only people on YouTube are going to know what I'm doing. Hey, you yeah, know, well, hello, little private, <laughs> little fucking show for you coming up. <laughs> it was like what was really lo- uh, what I loved about that. It's like it was kind of like non-committal, but then you just followed through with it. Yeah, You're like, no, I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it was my own mind was trying to work out what that was, and then it got grander. It was, was it a tap? Was it a stroke? I don't know. Now you oh. really, you need to watch now, dear listener. That's ta- tantalising content. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> Um, yeah, I so <laughs> story. Oh, story is and um, story is a good place to start. That is the reason the first act, first bit of the movie, um, doesn't work for me within the story. And I'll, oh, I'll yeah, give you okay, a cu- why? couple of things. Right, so there's two things. One, I don't feel um, uh, that there is reason enough for Peter to speak to Strange at the point that he speaks to him. At the very beginning of the movie, Peter, mm. uh, you know, we know Spider-Man is Peter Parker. At that yeah. moment, Spider-Man's, uh, Peter's reaction would be more than fair for him to then go, shit, this is, you know, this is giving me the type of exposure I'm not keen on. I need to go and speak to the likes of Doctor Strange to see whether there's anything we can put in motion, right? Whereas in the film, he there's the scene with MJ, Ned, um, and Peter, 
where they basically it's to do with college right they don't get into yeah. college uh, mm-hmm. and peter's worried that it's affecting them now what i suppose you could argue makes sense for the broader film but what doesn't make sense for me is that the character of peter parker would be going to doctor strange purely because coming out of that scene you've got the whole world knows who you are there's helicopters everywhere shit's happening all over the place yeah not getting into college is not the reason you'd go and find doctor strange that for me is bizarre you'd have gone much sooner than that but that's what that's what doctor strange comments on doesn't it he goes wait you didn't even go and ask you didn't even go and double check to see that you can go through the system you know you know again like he he goes, why but, have you come to me to literally make a spell and change your whole life? Why have but, you, but that you know, gag in, options? in itself, that gag doesn't work, though, because Doctor Strange is a wet... Everybody knows Peter Parker, Spider-Man, and this is a young... Mm. And it, whether... whether Because he makes a comment about, you know, you've got to embrace your superhero. Like, people know who the superhero is, right? They know who the, um, They know who Doctor Strange is as the person, right? But yeah. this is a young, this is a young lad, of which, and Spider Man's getting a lot of heat. He also doesn't have his parental Iron Man anymore, so I I can't understand why Doctor Str- like Doctor Strange would have gone with it, would have rolled with it for the pure thing of this is a young lad in front of him who's just lost that parental superhero figure that would provide him guidance. So to 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 met the college thing just seemed like a bit of a trivial, almost humorous means of the of a broader thing. It didn't yeah. anyway. So that's number. So that's number one. My main thing. Can I can I can I make a counter comment on that? Hit me with a counter comment, mate. So because it's this Spider-Man. is the origin, <laughs> you shine, you dick. I put my hat back on. Oh no. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Forrest, now listen. All right. My counterpoint to Spider-Man is, quite simply, is that we are still in the origin phases of Tom Holland's Spider-Man. Mm. The, he's, we've got to remember he's still a high school student. He is making rash decisions. Not a couple of moments, I would say, not even that long of a year and a bit ago. He just mm. saved the world from uh thanos he's riding on the coattails of being an avenger that's a big deal to him he's riding on lots of confidence and he goes well look this is a bit of a mess i know what i can do i can talk to my friend dr strange and he's going to change everything because he's a wizard he's not thinking laterally he's not thinking realistically and he's not you know thinking about the implications because that's what teenagers do right yeah, and but that but that's not. I agree with all of that. What I don't agree with is that the college incident would have been the thing to have made him go to Doctor Strange. I everything but, but before it means a lot that. Yeah, but 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 the the attention he was getting as Spider Man, and the effect on if you look at the effect on Aunt May, for instance, and the house being constant surveillance, all of that. Surely that would have been the trigger, not, oh, you know, Ned and MJ didn't get into college. Yeah, I suppose, I think, so the argument you're making is that it wasn't high enough stakes for for him to go to Doctor Strange. At that moment, yeah, yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a weird stake to make him then yeah. go, Oh, this is this is the this is the moving part for me. Maybe what they could have done, and again, they probably didn't have time for it, but what they probably could have done is hyped up MIT a little bit more or hyped up the notion of college. Mm. And 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 maybe and maybe MJ and Ned's future. Do you know what were they yeah. going to lose from not going to that college? You know yeah. what what yeah. is that? What you know what were they promised? What was a promised future for them that meant that Pete and and more and more uh, and a scene maybe with them both where Spider Man goes, look, like this is affecting your futures far too much. Like there was mm. none of that. He just went straight to Spider Man. Uh, Doctor Strange and all happened there. Um, but anyway, that's 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 my thought. Um, so yeah. I mean, in terms of anything that moves forward in the plot, we then meet Doctor Strange, um, and mm. I think in terms of, and this is the other thing, I, <laughs> I this might be controversial. I don't know. It might not be. I wonder if there's any dear listeners out there that have the same thoughts. But in this movie, Doctor Strange comes off as a bit of a dick in this movie like a proper narcissist like do you get do you get that or is it just me i do get that but i also got that from the film though i got that from his film i mean i really maybe maybe i just don't recognize it that much more i mean this is the thing i really enjoyed Mm. his performance in multiverse of madness which i think is a controversial comment because i think a lot of people didn't like it but Mm. um I think just the way he comes off in this is like, oh yeah, I've just saved the world. Oh, you want me to do this 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 really dangerous spell just because of getting into college? Yeah, of course I'll do it. Because he really could have just said, uh, no, mate, I'm not going to mm. help you. No, no, what? No, go and go and sort go sort yourself out. You know, that's a ridiculous question. Um, which do you think Iron Man probably would have done if he went to Tony if he was still alive? Um, yeah. But it just comes across this kind of like, oh, and as well, he blames, he blames Spider-Man, based on um, Peter Parker, that it's his fault that the, that the spell went wrong. He's like, oh, you di- you disrupted me. You've got to fix this. You've got to Scooby-Doo this shit. And, mm. I, and I do like that, you know, um, MJ calls him out on that. But like, there's this lack of accountability that Doctor Strange has. And also this kind of sheer arrogance that... He can do absolutely anything. And then all of a sudden he opens up all these flipping portals in the multiverse. Like, he has to undo quite a lot of his own mistakes in this movie, which doesn't really get explored that much. No, no. And and the guy could have just stopped the spell, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, he, didn't ha- right? he didn't have to listen to Peter, keep changing the spell, but then keep... Then, then process with it anyway, progress with it anyway. He could have just stopped it yeah. there and gone, look... You're changing it too much. Come back when you've sorted your mind out. Like, it's weird, isn't it? It's it's it a bit weird. I'm so there's a little Easter egg. I'm sure everybody knows this, but like in terms of when the first entrance of Doctor Strange is, and he sort of flies down with his um, uh, uh, mug of of coffee. I can't remember what it says. Something Fox. Um, he slips on the ice. He, and that was kept in. He actually slips. That was a genuine moment where he mm. just kind of like loses his balance and they kept that in. Um, just a little Easter egg there. Oh, nice. Slippy, Slippy McStrangey. <laughs> Slippy McStrangey. <laughs> but the first, the, first, the first act for me, mm. you know, as much as you were commenting and criticising a little bit there in terms of, not criticising, uh, critically talking about the story, the narrative... <laughs> Um, yep. I, <laughs> um, it comes in, mate, with such high stakes. It really it's, does. Like, yeah, it yeah. packs. 
it, it go and it goes into it very it's gone a lot of pace this film right mm. which i i think can be its main advantage but equally one of its um one of its issues as well and i and i, and yeah. I say that from the, the villains did you did you think the first time we meet all the villains is done well in this film just a question uh they have to introduce a lot in a short mm. amount of time. Hello. So how do you do that cleverly and how you do that um, sufficiently to reintroduce characters, but also provide a nostalgia? So you're showing new aspects, but also giving nostalgia for certain audiences that know these characters. It's a really tricky game. I think the way that they introduced... Um, Doctor Octavius was really, really good. I think the mm. sequence was great. What would have been nice was that a little bit earlier the goblin came in, came, came, came in, came mm. in. <laughs> uh, that's for the uncut version. There you go. Uh, <laughs> clip that. Um, he, yeah, it would have been nice to have him in the fight sequence, maybe just for a little bit before he got kind of whisked into the portal by Doctor Strange. Um, I think the. Um, I think the, the the lizard, even the name of the lizard, um, who's played by, um, uh, gosh, he's a really good actor, um, Reese. Um, Reese, I need to look. Uh, hang on, <laughs> Reese. <laughs> fan, is it fans? Uh, I'm trying to desperately look it up. It's always so hard to find these things when you're looking for he's them. Such a good, he's such a good actor. Anyway, um, the lizard. Uh, what is the lizard's name? Oh my god, Mister. Oh jeez! I mean, that's the other thing. Oh, Reese Iphens, Iphens, Iphens. He's he's the guy from Notting Hill, isn't he? Basically, yeah, he's yeah, yeah, yeah. From, yeah. Reese Iphens, I think. Um, yes, you've got yeah. Because who who have you got? You got Doctor Otto. You got Doctor Connors, but it is it is lizard. It is just lizard. Okay, I'm not wrong. Yeah, yeah. Right. So you got Doc Ock, Green Goblin, uh, Electro. Um, the Lizard and Sandman. I I think Sandman's entrance was quite nice in terms of coming in. He immediately starts from where he left off in terms of relationship he has with Sp Spider-Man. He's not a villain. He just is a little bit confused and a little bit morally um, um, uh, sort of undecisive, I think. Um, but in terms of the Electro as well introduction, I thought it was really good. It was really nice to see Jamie Foxx as well to play in a role that was way more freer as well like you can quite clearly see that he was enjoying himself compared to maybe what you saw him do in amazing mm. spider-man 2 like, it's just restrictive there was a lot of kind of like comic booky kind of um restriction sony restriction i want to say controversially um mm. but this was nice to see yeah a new fresh face a new fresh kind of look more comic book accurate as well yeah it's interesting um i don't know Mr. Lizard, I'm not sure. How did the how did the lizard become the lizard? Was that a science thing? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so yeah. because do you know what I've, I've just clicked because you said about not being like a real a real villain. None mm. of these villains are real villains. If you think about it carefully, all of them are only in the position they're in because of failed science uh, science tests. Or you know, uh, Electro, you know, had the accident that he had. None of them ha are a villain because of their own make 
well no they are exactly that they're a villain of mm. their own making rather than their actual person persona or personality yeah i think i think that's done deliberately i think personally i feel like in oh, terms definitely. of the fact that these these are characters that could be changed quite quite quickly in terms of their stand what they stand for their morals mm. and obviously that's what you know, Tom Holland's Peter Parker believes in. That's why he goes into that second act of the movie to go, no, look, I'm going to cure you and everything will be fine. Like, I believe you can do good things. You know, all of those characters are capable of doing so. They get corrupted mm. by either a failed experiment and then they blame somebody else through aggression and anger. And it's all, they kind of all very much have the same path, I think, in terms of that. Um, and that's what I, I really enjoy, I think. And as well, if, if you were to have played that against other Spider-Men, they may have reacted differently to those characters. Um, but it was nice to see that our, our Spider-Man in the MCU has uh, all of that humility um, and, and hopefulness. But, you know, and yeah, I think, I think it works. Um, in terms of um, the inclusion of Ned, can I just quickly talk about Ned? Mm-hmm. In the yep. first act of the movie, we see Ned very much third wheeling in the relationship, and it kind of teases, doesn't it, in a way, the um, <laughs> the kind of villain story, doesn't it? It gives it kind of a potential of um, the the um, there's there's rumours out there that Ned could could have become the Hobgoblin in this movie, uh, okay, and sided with Green Green Lantern, so a kind of like magical kind of version of Green Goblin. Um, which they didn't lean into, which I think was a good idea because it's quite nice to sort of like go against the grain of the best friend becoming the villain, which is mm. very much what between both the other Peter Parker's experience. And I think it's quite nice to see how Ned's character actually does develop really nicely. And I, I don't know about you, mate, but I feel like that there's an opportunity to develop Ned's character even further. I would love to see him in camotage. I'd love to see him train to be yeah. part of the part of the collective part of the collective with dr strange and wong yeah no 100 percent. i i really thought and i think that's my broader thoughts of the film actually that the supporting cast for this were amazing i i actually think yeah. you know in in the big scene where we get uh toby Maguire and we get um andrew garfield we um what am i trying to say mj and ned that for me is one of the strongest scenes in it. Yeah, you know, I think that scene is amazing. They acted so well; it was so yeah, it, you know massive fan service scene, um, and it and it was it was amazing. And while I mention the word fan service, this is one thing. So whilst I was watching it back, I was like, so when we we put something up on Instagram, which was like describe the film in one word, I think. Uh, and you, you get a lot of comments about this film about you know a, a seen as a negative uh, that you know it's fan service the fact that three you know you get a lot of villains or old villains of, of past and you get Spider Spiderman from the past as well and fan service is seen as a negative now I I do not understand quite quite what why that is a negative thing if 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 it is being done well fan sir what is the matter with having fan service fan service draws fans to a fans to a film which would encourage future films to be made it would encourage the films the very thing that you're enjoying to be made more so right so naturally yeah. 
by putting fan service in, it gets the attention right that it needs. I mean, that's that's I yeah, I completely agree with that. I th- but I, I think in terms of like what might be the counter argument to that is the fact that that's the writers are being forced to pander to an audience based that would then potentially hinder an original narrative that might have more layers, more depth, and more screen time for their protagonists and antagonists to sort of like play through. Because um, you can you can make the argument in this movie that too much screen time is taken away from these legacy characters, and not enough time in development of our actual you know even our secondary characters with Ned and MJ their development of their roles, um, and particularly with Peter Parker's development. But you know I I if if that is the thought whatever, but I don't think that that's hindered at all in this movie. And and also it's been done on the third film of the trilogy, even though we know Spider-Man 4 is happening. If you mm. look at it within a trilogy, they've done that at the end of the trilogy. We we Spider-Man um, Far From Home, it was massively MJ and Ned. That was uh, so yeah. much character arc for them. So, you know, it actually they've given enough time to those characters to allow this film to then go, well, actually, we're going to put a spotlight on on some legacy-driven mm-hmm. characters to come in. Yeah, I think I think in terms of, like, certain particular moments as well, in terms of legacy characters, it was really nice to see Daredevil come in for their scene. Yeah. Um, what's nice is that um, John Favreau obviously played Foggy in the um, Ben Affleck version, uh, but oh god, I want to say was it 2003? It might have been 2001. It might have been even earlier. Um, but so seeing Foggy and uh, our now uh, new Matt Murdoch um, be played together and seeing their scene together, and there was also a deleted scene. I watched the deleted scenes earlier today um, with mm. uh, the hearing with Happy and. Um, uh, Daredevil and that got cut unfortunately but it's just nice I think in terms of again just a little easter egg there from not even not only you know seeing Daredevil but also seeing John Favreau in a potential little easter egg there of him also playing Foggy in the past yeah cool. a lovely little easter egg there mate yeah um so yeah, so we we end we end up with the uh, the villains. We end up. Um, so how did you feel about um, the entry of both uh, of both Spider Mans of old? Oh my god! I mean the the Andrew Garfield. I'll talk about. I'll tell you a little story. When we watched it together in our very first film club movie, which was this one, um, I remember when the portal was opened and I was at the back there. I saw the larger eyes that the amazing Spider-Man has, like, immediately. And I knew right then, this is the moment he's actually in it. And seeing him come out of that portal and taking off his mask was just brilliant. It was so good. It was such a moment. But my question to you, Forrest, is he's still got anonymity. Why did he take his mask off so quickly? Mm. Wouldn't Wouldn't he have kept it on? Yeah, uh, he's appeared in a universe where Peter Parker has been revealed, though. Yeah. So maybe, maybe like so I don't know. All, does it not matter to Peter him? Peter Parkers, it all Peter Parkers. Hmm. Maybe, and the no. fact. Well, I don't know. I think it's a bit of a plot hole. I think it's a bit of a plot hole. They're all Peter Parker. 
So yeah. Nat so naturally if Spider Man's been revealed as Peter Parker, is that yeah. not applied to every Peter Parker that comes into that is also a Spider Man? Maybe. Maybe. But it's, it, it, yeah, I'm 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 intrigued by that because absolutely why why remove you know what I mean? Um because they, they But it, they, it was a cool uh, moment. Oh, it was it was it was epic. What I found really interesting is that they um Ned Ned has a line which which kind of gives it away, right? Once you've already seen it the first time because he says, "Oh, is he because he unlocks the the portal and then he says something yeah. like, "Oh, that's it's Spider-Man." Or he he yeah. says he says Spider-Man in the, and I'm like, "That's his best mate Peter." Why is he mm. saying Spider Man? You know, you know the fact that he says that Spider Man, and that's you know, it, it, it was the way the sentence was. It, yeah, I, I wish I wish I'd have jotted it down specifically. Just really gave it away because I was like, yeah, yeah, that's your best mate, Peter. You'd just be like, going, oh, Peter, we're here, like, and, and because they couldn't do that. Because if they did that and they went and it was like, oh, Peter, we're here. Andrew Garfield's Peter Parker would have looked at them and gone, I don't know who you are, you know, I'm getting away. Mm. So it's so it's it was it was interesting. It was an interesting thing there that I found out really I, like they had to give it away. Yeah. I yeah, I, I mean it still I mean it got the pop that it needed, didn't it? I mean in terms of the crowd reaction it was absolutely perfect. Um I think in terms of Toby Maguire as well, I think I think <laughs> just realizing the, I think the aging for Toby mm. McGuire was like, oh my gosh, yeah, time has gone. But he looked great. I was saying to Rachel, I was like, I feel like he looked better in his Spider Man suit than he did when he was actually doing the movies. Yeah, yeah. In this one. Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. And I've just had a look at my notes, and what I just said was complete and utter bullshit. Apparently, it's the opposite. So as he's doing the portal, I think Ned says, I wish we could see Peter. So oh. I, I wish we could see Peter, or I wish we could see Spider Man, and it, and it's like okay, yeah, and then you're like okay, well which Spider Man? I don't know. One of the moments. So it was interesting. Specify. It was a great moment. Okay, um, it was an interesting yeah. moment. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about Wix. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply.
Well, I'm, I'm, we, we learn a little bit more about Ned's potential spark powers and that, that he's got this, um, mm. he's got the magic. Um, I, I wondered whether they could have played into it a little bit more. Maybe we would have got a little bit more of the, with, was it Nan? Is it Lola? Lulu? Um, La, uh, Lola? Lola, I want to say Lola. Um, it would have been nice to have got a little bit more, I think, there. I'm just really intrigued of what Ned's going to happen next, mate. I want to see more. Yeah, and I <laughs> felt like it felt like there was a little bit deleted from that. Um, do you know what I mean? By yeah. the sense that she kind of came in and had like quite a big part, but not, was never really introduced. Yeah, Lola. It's definitely Lola. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's an odd. But I was like, are we just? Have they just deleted a bit there within it? Like an introduction. Never felt like a proper introduction. Um, but if, yeah. but she was awesome. She was awesome. It was great. It was really uh, funny moments. I think the cobweb moment was really good. Um, <laughs> but I think in terms of that bit, Toby Maguire's Sp- uh, Spider Man was talking about kind of he had a sense that he needed his help, um, mm. which is interesting because it might lean into the fact that maybe there is this kind of like spidey sense connection between them and it's not Mm. really it wasn't really explicitly said but like i like the idea that that is the case that peter tingles meet in some way where they're able to communicate to each other as a as a way of tele you know telekinesis that like i don't know as a superhero kind of like development power you know we talk about loki getting a new power of time jumping you know yeah, could yeah. spider-man's powers develop as much as like even miles morales's powers develop really quickly in his origin stories so it's like yeah what could come next from that i'd be really intrigued to see maybe in spider-man 4 you know whether we introduce you know gwen uh stacy or miles morales with tom holland spider-man or even bring back these legacy characters how how can things develop for their skills, their skill set and power set as well? Um, that'd be cool to see. But I think this this all happens as well soon after. We can't not talk about it. Aunt May's death. I know, mate. Uh, it just kills me. It it kills. I did. It kills me. And the actual scene of the you know the bit you know, where she dies is is tragic. But leading yeah. up to that this time because i knew that was the result i didn't half think for about five minutes why are you not just getting out of the building she's stand like she's like purposing she's protecting if you watch it she's like purpose every opportunity she's by the door like oh am i gonna go out and it's it's so <laughs> obvious now uh, you rewatch it and you're just if you just pl- watch her right ignore everything else going on around the, the building you're like what are you doing she's just like oh here's a door Oh, I'm just going to stand here and observe for a ridiculously long period of time. Oh, all this destruction. Oh, don't mind me. I'm just going to get in the way of the door with a with a thing. You know, she has about four opportunities to just fucking leg it. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, what are you doing? Do you know what? Oh, mate? When I'm being attacked by Green Goblin, okay, because when I inevitably come become f- Spider Man, f- you're I'm out, so mate. I'm so fucking out there, mate. It's unbelievable. I, I will leave you to it, my friend. And I'll, 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 well, I won't ask you about it next day because you'll be demolished. But I'll say something nice at the funeral instead, mate. Also, we're the don't. Don't be a hero podcast. I'm not doing jack shit, mate. Oh. 
Oh, yeah, no. can you imagine oh. if we're in the background? Fuck it up, first we gotta go. <laughs> Run! It Don't be a hero. Run! He was he was a fantastic man. Uh, in his final few hours, um, I, I I can't say I I remember it well. I, I remember the front door opening at quite a speed, um, and I saw a lot of commotion outside. It was quite it was quite a cold, cold evening actually outside. Um, but he died, basically, yeah. And, and I don't know, really, really rough by the sound of it. Really bad. <laughs> but I, I'm all right. I'm, I'm great. <laughs> oh, my um, God. But, yeah, uh, yeah that is, it was, but it is, it's amazing. And I love the fact yeah. they got the, um, you know, with great power comes great responsibility in there, became a kind of theme throughout for the rest of the film. Um, I, I loved it. I, I loved it in the most dramatic, upsetting fashion you can. But it was, it was, yeah. and the acting as well, just the whole, like the couple of scenes after it, just really upsetting stuff. Brilliant. Yeah, it? I mean, it, it was, it was, yeah. I mean, I think in terms of the delivery for Tom Holland as well, and that bit was absolutely stunning. Um, and, it, and it drove his character forward. You know, the fact that when he meets his, you know, his, his counterparts from Spider Man, and, and he goes, I want to kill him. Like I believe, I believed him. Like he's like, I want to tear him apart, and I'm like, poor kid. Like I genuinely felt the anger that he was feeling, and you can, and what was such, and that's such a good scene as well because you know, if you've watched all these movies, you know exactly that Andrew Garfield's Peter Parker and Tobey Maguire's Peter Parker have equally in that moment felt that feeling. So there was this kind of moment of harking back to that moment feeling that feeling again but also they are beyond that moment or maybe even not there's not what i love about andrew garfield's character in that bit is that you can't see that there's resolution with the loss Mm -hmm. of gwen stacy and he's still reeling from it in his own way and it might be through aggression and it might be through anger still but like with toby Maguire, he's quite clearly found more stability he had a relationship with mj we don't know whether he's got a family it's kind of implied a little bit but like you know, there's this different perspectives that then learn that Tom Holland Spider-Man then learns from very quickly to go. Actually, that's not the way to go. Um, mm. But then, it, yeah, it's great motive. And and also, it's um, I think what it did really well because you you can argue um, that um, Tom Holland's it, you know it, his age in real life is maybe affecting Spider-Man in the sense that he looks like an old you know he, he looks 25 25 years old he, he looks yeah, too yeah. old for a guy who's going to college um, yeah. for sure and um, I think seeing him with Andrew Garfield and Tony Maguire I, I thought was brilliant because actually it made him look a little younger it played yeah. him down a bit uh, and you could see like the ages of the other two, and I loved. I really, really loved their scenes together. I thought they did a fantastic job of writing the scripts um, for those scenes together. I thought that was great. Mm. And then it gets to the planning bit, doesn't it? In terms of they're in the labs, they have these lovely little quirky like scenes to do the Peter pointing moment, which Peter, me, Peter, you, Peter, you know. Um, and you see a lovely little bit of development as well with uh, Ned and MJ. Ned questioning, going, God, am I going to turn into a villain? Am I going to kill you? Really not lovely light moment before then the next action sequence, which then is the final act of the movie. 
um, with at the Statue of Liberty, which they're changing the Statue of Liberty to the Captain America shield, which I think is a bit of a that, that wasn't spoken about enough. That's quite a statement, isn't it? Mm. Changing yes. the shield. Yes. I don't know. I'd say, I'd say so. Yeah. Yeah, so it was. It wasn't. It wasn't pointed out, was it? But when I said that, when I had that thought, I equally then had the thought. Well, to be perfectly honest, there is currently a celestial on this planet with its hands sticking out of the Earth, and no one's talking about it. Yeah, this this is true. And yeah, yeah, absolutely true. The um, yeah, and I I love that action scene. I love the. I don't know if you remember um, that action scene. Prior to the film being released, um, they put some footage in a trailer. Do you remember? And it only had it only had Tom Holland as Spider Man yeah. in it. But uh, but fans, you could tell there was all this space in the rest of the photo, and literally people were putting in the other two Spider Man. Uh, Spider Man, and it, yeah, it was so brilliant. clever, aren't it was, they? The fans are so, so clever. It was outrageous. All of the stories that came out before this film was released, it, uh, people were all over it. That trailer was picked apart. I think there was another one where uh, it might it might have been uh, when um, Doctor Otto looks at him and goes, "You're not Peter." I think they do put that in the very last trailer before it got released. I think they did put that in there. Um, but there was another bit where they showed like over the shoulder of Spider Man, and people were like, "Yeah, that's that's definitely not Tom Holland's." It was great. It was awesome. But this this action scene was was mad. It was really good. Uh, I liked that they gave MJ and Ned a little bit. They didn't go too far on that, uh, making mm. it unrealistic that they'd genuinely survive all of that anarchy. Um, but they were in it just enough. Um, it was really good. And then we get yeah, and then we get a heartbreaking little uh, as the um, as this uh, sunrise. I was gonna say sunset as the sun rises, yeah, and we get that lovely little bit with the with the friends at the end. I think. Mm. Do you know what? It's really interesting. You mentioned the sunrise when that happened. I was like, Jesus Christ! The sun rose really quickly there. Or did this fight sequence go on for about two hours? Like what? Yeah, <laughs> what's that? Well, and because even when you're, when you're watching it, the fight's finished and it's still quite dark and then yeah. suddenly spider-man lands on the the, the thing and, uh, and it's daylight yeah boom straight <laughs> to straight to day yeah so they've all just been sat there green goblin's been taking the piss out of them and they've just been sat there going oh what should we do oh what should we do guys guys what should we do and then, like, so cool i'm getting tired now come on peter let's let's finish this off please <laughs> yeah it's very There's, odd the there's a moment where um, at the end, before everybody disappears, with Doctor Strange fixing things, you, there's a moment with um, Electro and Doctor Octavia standing next to each other. And I was like, have they just been standing there the whole time watching Peter Parker and the Green Goblin kick the shit into each other while Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are just kind of like standing around also just watching. They're just kind of spectating this massive fight. And then yeah. Toby then comes in, stops the shield, you know, the, the thing going into his chest as well. Like, it's really interesting. Like, I'd love to see those little deleted scenes be played out. Be great. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, should we, um, should we get involved, Andrew? Nah, not for the, no, 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 no. You, you, no, give it. Just wait. Let's see how it play, plays out. Huh? He's gonna, he's gonna kill him. 
was she? she was... <laughs> Andrew Garfield was holding the cure. He's like, do I do I throw it now? Now? No. <laughs> no. 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 Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it was. It was bad, but it had to have it for the emotional, emotional gravitas that it came with. Yeah. Um, but it was brilliant. It was fantastic. And 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 then because at that point, it, I don't know about you, but I kind of I thought that would be it. At that point, yeah. when we saw it in the yeah. in the cinema, I was like, "Ah, oh, well, that's what a brilliant film! What a fantastic!" But no, you get you literally as if your heart's not pulled enough out of its socket. Strange comes down. This you know multiverse splinters across the sky, uh, and then Peter Peter has to do the big thing. Do some stuff. That's it. I mean, in terms of my, my final thoughts in terms of that last sequence, I think it was done really well. It's, and again, what works with a fight sequence in a climactic moment is to have it in one location and particularly have it in a well-known location as well. All right. Mm. I think, you know, you think about all, all the classic movies out there, but like, you know, if you have it in one location that's really well known to the world, there's lots to play with. And the fact that they had the scaffolding, it became a really nice way of animating fight sequences um and and the action as well yeah the moment with mj falling god you know and andrew garfield getting that moment of redemption when he catches her and that moment where he kind of goes she goes are you okay and he's like yeah and he's like in the verge of tears it's gorgeous like all those moments are really great and they play in nostalgia really well and then <laughs> what i find really cool what i kind of love is dr strange just turning up again being like the pissed off dad like what the fuck's yeah. going on like, what's, <laughs> what have you done? Why? No, stop that. No, why are they all not? Why are you curing them? Like, no, please don't be angry, Dad. He's curing everyone, please. <laughs> guys, it's not sorted. Look at the clouds above. It's n- the rips are everywhere. You're going to have to make everybody forget you ever exist, mate. <laughs> Um, yeah, Literally. and then and then he does just that, and uh, and he tells yeah. MJ and Ned, you know, don't worry, I'll come back, I'll find you, I'll tell you everything, I'll let you know who I am, and it don't go to plan, Matt, mate, heartbreaking stuff. To plan. So then he decides to actually, can you all actually instead, can oh. you forget? Hello, oh, hello. you just you muted my mic. I muted the wrong mic. I, went, I meant to mute myself, <laughs> and I was going to do it. I was going to do it, you know, completely oh, undercover. No one would have worked it out. But no, I, I no. literally muted your own mic, no. mate. Everyone saw that. Cheers, that. Okay. Cheers, though. Shall I carry on? Yeah, say it again, mate. Yeah. Sorry, do you need to burp? No, no, no. It's the, the cat scratching at the door, so I don't want the cat. Ah, oh, right. Uh, Okay, sorry. Now we're, I'll just I might just like not talk and watch you the whole time while you're on mute. Anyway, <laughs> so we see. Oh, I've forgotten what I was going to say. Now, no, I do I remember. Know, it's the Ned and MJ. Is these? Yeah, yeah. So the last final moments. I think it's you know with him deciding that you know no, can everybody forget that um, Peter Parker exists instead of Spider Man? Uh, so he kind of reverses what he says earlier in the beginning of the movie. Now. I, there's controversy in terms of the reaction of that. It's very sad, of course. It's very sad, and like they had that final moment with MJ where he decides actually, no, I'm not going to tell you the goodbyes as well beforehand. It's really sad, but like, I just, <laughs> I just get kind of like, 
Mate, you build a rod for your own back there. And also, there is some serious plot holes within that. Like, there's no specificity on... Is it just on Earth? Or mm. is it people that are off-planet do actually remember Peter Parker as Spider-Man? Because it, we could then say Nick Fury hasn't well. forgotten. Well, we could well, argue well. that Thor hasn't forgotten. Like, is that part of the plan? Is that the reason why they've decided that? Or is that a genuine kind of like, oh shit, oh shit, we didn't specify exactly how many. Is it universal? Or is it multiversal? Or is it just on this planet? Which I think it is just on this planet. Um, Dear listener, if you know that there is any kind of like confirmation on that, you do let us know. Oh, poor Peggy. I hear you, Peggy. Can you hear Peggy? What's she saying? She's like, let me in. don't I'm worry, seen, mate. I've not seen you for 58 minutes. I can't control myself. Let me in for God's sake for as much as planet. Just love me. <laughs> All right, Peggy. I'll be out there in a minute, mate. <laughs> Silence. I was waiting for a reply. No, she got she got the message. She got the message. But yeah, I think I you know, and it all finishes. We see then. We have the little diner scene. He decides, actually, no, my friends seem to be really content. Um, there is that kind of moment. You see the kind of, I, I don't, again, it might be a direction thing from John Watts, but you see this moment of attraction between both of them that maybe she kind of like almost like goes, oh, I kind of know you. I feel like I know that face. Um, mm. But they, it just it was very subtle. Whether that was deliberate or not, I don't know. But um, I really love the idea of, of Spider-Man keeping that anonymity now and like he's now no longer an origin he is a fully fledged spider-man he's out there doing his bit and he's not just in queens now he's in like he's in new york he's in new york new york right new york. um so we new see york. that lovely sequence in his new suit and stuff and his new apartment which is actually quite the apartment looks very um accurate to what the game the insomniac game mm. Yeah, uh, apartment is as well, which is quite cool. I don't know whether that was deliberate or not, but um, yeah, like, and then it finishes, and then we go. Yeah, yeah. Then we get exactly. then we get a trailer for Multiverse of Madness, which is a bit of a cop well, out, I think. Before that, we get Venom. We do. We get and Venom from mid credit, which is again, meh, it should have been you, part of it. Yeah, exactly. It's it's like a, I would have preferred, I would have preferred to have as a mid credit scene. Spy, uh, Peter, R. Peter Parker, or this Peter Parker, uh, Tom Holland, uh, bumping into Miles. That's yeah. what I'd have wanted. I, I, I mean, would have wanted him to bump into Miles. We've got that bit of the symbiote that's now been left on the planet. So I don't know mm. whether that's going to play part into the fourth one or not. But Kind, kind of yeah. felt that that was done in a way where it's like we want to have the option, but we're not really sure that's where we're headed. Yeah, yeah. It, it was very half-assed, wasn't it? And it, yeah. and I feel like I, I really wanted Miles in this. He was alluded yeah. to... Um, he was alluded by Electro, weren't he? Jamie Foxx mentions, uh, oh, why is there not a, a black Spider-Man? Um, and I really wish we had Miles Morales turn up in the mid credit scene. Uh, and then, yeah, the trailer. Oh, my God. Do you know The trailer in the end credit scene just reminded me when they did the same shit with Captain America. And I went absolutely mental about it. Furiates Yeah. Me. Yeah, I mean... It- <laughs> I think it's got um, it's got that potential. I don't know whether the I don't know, listen whether you got that, but like when I 
when we watched that and that was the last thing that we saw I did leave going oh come on really yeah going complete I mean I can watch that later I don't I don't need that right now give me some new content but anyway they could have left out the venom bit but yeah mm. anyway what do you what do you um what are you gonna give it well I realized we're not doing is this quite this is a thing we're not doing tomato meter anymore as well because of the news that's broke about the rotten tomatoes being apparently oh, yeah. the reviewers being paid off to put in good reviews. Disgusting. Right. It's disgusting, uh, man. It's disgusting. So we'll go, are we denouncing? We're denouncing it? Are we or are we not? I don't know. Well, we can go to IMDb. I'm a friend in IMDb. I prefer All right. So we'll do like a rating, the IMDb rating, Internet Movie Database. Uh, and their rating, uh, 830,000 reviews. Uh, and uh, the rating is 8.2. That is a very high for IMDb. That's not bad. That's not bad, 8. is it? 8.2. 8.2 is and, and worthy. I, 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 would, I would probably give this a 9, to be honest. Yep. Same. On nine territory for me. Give it a nine. Um, I, Give I think thick, thick pack of watsits. I'd say big sharing pack Ooh, of watsits. Big sharing pack of what? This for mm. me is a big old sharing pack of onion rings. Onion rings is my go-to. Like, I love an onion ring, me mate. Not not the cooked variety no, um, no. for anyone across the globe, but you can get a lovely crisp, cold variant of an onion ring, uh, mm. and it honestly, it's it's a very nice snack. Defense against the dark. Defense against the onion. Anyway, um, where have you been? Yeah, you're right, mate. You're right. Whenever Harry Potter's mentioned, you have the obligatory. Where have you been? Has to be. Have real bad. Speaking of which, I wonder whether mm. there will be any Harry Potter cosplay at MCM Comic Con. Ah, smooth operators, smooth Thank you very much. Um, we well, we asked our, our wonderful fans, didn't we, about cosplay we suggestions? Did. We really did. Now we got um. Now as you uh, if you're living under a rock, you you should know by now. But we are going to be at MCM Comic Con. MCM Comic Con in the Creators Pavilion uh, across the weekend from the 27th of October to the 29th, uh, Friday mm. to Sunday. And what we did in last week's episode and in a reel on Instagram, we asked you, dear followers, what should we wear for a cosplay on one particular day? Now, we've got flipping tons of suggestions. Loads um, of suggestions. And, and it's fucking so, amazing. Just genuinely I mean, great suggestions. There are, there are some absolute bangers and to be honest this needs some food for thought we'll say a few but i think what will happen is that me and forest will take these in and maybe i don't know do we pull it in a roulette do we draw it out do we do it as a live i don't Ooh. know what do we do we'll talk about it later we'll make we'll a decision we'll never think you. about it yeah but like Sharku trooper ariel and ursula which i kind of love uh That's we've got spill <laughs> spill the mead podcast but Definitely Star Lord and Drax. Uh, follow Spill the Mead podcast. They're a fantastic podcast on uh, folktale history as well. Really awesome. Uh, Shocky Three again says Rick and, Rick and Negan from The Walking Dead. Oh, mate, love that those is, two. Rick and Negan is, is a, a strong contender for me. That is, that is a great shout. Uh, uh, we've got Lights Camera Rant with Wonder and Vision. Mm. Oh, hello. Oh, hello. <laughs> 
Someone is not a fan the, of Wonder Woman. Thea's come in with uh, Sully. Oh, Sully, that's uh, another one. Sully. We're doing Monsters Inc. Sully, shall we? Have you got any more? Do you want to read some out? Oh, chaos and cheese in it. Uh, oh, yeah, it's all going on now, mate. I can hear it. I can hear it now. Um, yeah, we've got... Uh, we had loads. We had absolutely loads. Um, Higgins Bros, the Geek Gossip Podcast, Morph and Wolverine from X-Men 92. I love the specificity that's, of that's that suggestion. Caitlin uh, yeah. was the only one. Caitlin, uh, uh, who who suggested the people from our cover art. Yeah, um, I know. Thank... <laughs> at least somebody suggested it <laughs> yeah i was like no, no one um the rate uh they didn't even reply so that's not a good one to go to um ross paul said the tick and his sidekick arthur uh cam uh hello cam uh said uh mandalorian and grogu and i should go as grogu brilliant oh my god that's so good <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, it's um, Tom, uh, my mate Tom from uni. I can't remember what he said. He said I should do Chewbacca, and I can't remember who did he say Han Solo for you? Han I Solo so, and yeah. Chewbacca, yeah, Chewbacca. Um, Han and uh, Deadpool and Thor, like your profile art. Yeah, that was Caitlin's. Uh, Ren and Stimpy. I mean, I, some of these I had Stimpy. to. I had to look some of these up, mate. I was like, oh, two wow. critical podcast uh, said Shaun of the Dead. You look like both of them, wow. which is interesting because we actually said that we should do that ages ago when, when it was Culture Invasion mm. last year. We were thinking about doing that. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that's definitely got to be. Um, it's got to be on the radar for something. Um, yeah. I feel like yeah. we could do the whole Cornetto trilogy, me and you, mate. I think yeah. Mm-hmm. The thing is, I think we need to do something more superhero-y. That's part of the DNA of the podcast. Not to say yeah. that that's not a good show, but yeah, we, look, we, we need to put we doing, need to decide. We will be doing the Cornetto trilogy at hundred percent as wildcard. I I will quit this pod Absolutely. if we haven't done it. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's happening, and maybe that's what we do. Maybe we do a really long live. Cornetto trilogy special oh where we we're dressed up in the characters, you know. We only drink and eat things from the films. Like, I, wow. we, can, we can just go wild with the theme, mate. I love it. Oh, my God. Okay, I'm up for that. I'm well up for that. I'm game for um, that, mate. Well, we'll have to decide how we're going to announce this and how we're going to reveal it and also purchase the things we need to get for it. <laughs> I go on to see this is the them. other thing. I, I don't want this to be a pants cosplay. I mean, it's. I don't want to do any disservice to any cosplayer out there. Dear listener, if you're a cosplayer as well, give us any good tips on how to do this on a budget and also fairly <laughs> you know, soon as well, yeah. because it takes months to plan and get a cosplay outfit sorted. So, yeah, we need to act soon. But I'm looking forward to it, and it's going to be great. Yeah, I, I can't wait. And, and you know, if you make cosplay and you you you, you like us both. You know, give, give us a shout, mate, and we'll yeah, you know we'll give you a we're, shout out. We're, yeah. we're happy commission. I mean, it would be good to have a costume we can keep coming back to. So, if you want to, if you make costumes, you fancy uh, making a bespoke uh, set of costumes for your main man Matt and Foz, let us know. See what you did there. Very good. Oh yeah. Oh right. yeah. Right. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, but no, seriously. But no, seriously. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. 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 yeah.
yeah, that'd be that'd be lovely. That'd be lovely. Take the hard work out Thank of you. us. Yeah, but we would love it. <laughs> wouldn't um, say no. Wouldn't say no. no wouldn't no. say no. Um, no. Lovely, lovely. It's honestly, mate. It's been an absolute joy tonight, pal. The, the I've really enjoyed down. this. I've got yeah. a light on. I've got my slippers on. I feel I feel cash, mate. I feel mate. comfy and comfortable in your presence, Matt, mate. Before we finish up, mate, what are we yeah. doing next week? Uh, what well, do we do? Do you actually? I don't actually know. Oh no! I think it. I think it's Moon Knight. I think it is. Isn't it? Is it? Are we not on? We're on Moon Knight, are we? I think it yeah. is because I'm really. If that is the case, I'm very, very excited because I've been phase, waiting to rewatch it. Phase four still, right? Yeah, we yeah. definitely are. Um, so I, I think you're completely right, mate. I looked this up last time, didn't I? Uh, you did, you did. So done. Black Widow. We've done Wonder Vision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Loki, Black Soldier, What If, Shang Chi, Eternals, Hawkeye, Spider Man, No Way Home, and we are next on Moon Knight. Oh yeah, which I have not seen yet. I saved it for the pod. I cannot wait. I cannot wait for you to watch it for the first time, mate. I've you know I've been waiting to watch it for the second time simply because of this. So this is great. Brilliant. So, brilliant. brilliant. Well, I, I tell you what, dear listener, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. If you're watching this on YouTube right now, I tell you what, give us your thoughts on Spider-Man No Way Home in the comment section. Give us all those kind of thoughts. Give your excitements as well in terms of Moon Knight, what's coming next. And again, if you want to keep giving in suggestions for cosplays, do it. Send us some suggestions. Mm. Give us some comments. Give us an email at don'tbeaheropodcast at gmail.com. Forrest is desperate for an email from someone. Um, oh, so he's I waiting patiently. It, so. I would, do you know, I, I, you know, I'm going to go wild the minute we get an email from someone we don't know or that we're not expecting an email from. <laughs> I, honest to God, I'm going to go wild, mate. Sheer excitement. <laughs> Don't be a hero podcast at gmail.com. Even if you just say hello, I'll be happy, mate. Um, but yeah, <laughs> spe- spe- <laughs> looking forward to it. Can't wait. Um, yeah, and talking about emails, actually, you've got something exciting possibly uh, coming soon, haven't we? Which I'm looking forward we to. We have indeed. Yeah, can't, all to be can't say revealed later. Anything about, but it's it's exciting. Yeah, things are moving, uh, mate. Things are moving. Things, all right. Things are happening. Ciao for now, mate. I'm going to eat my salmon. Oh, enjoy that. I'm going to oh. decide what to eat in a moment. Oh, enjoy yourself. Ta-ra for now. Bye, dear Lester. Love you. Goodbye now. Bye. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Super Light Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Code SUPER24. 
Thank you for listening to another episode of Don't Be A Hero Podcast. If you have any comments, feedback or any thoughts, email us at don'tbeaheropodcast at gmail.com. Make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and other streaming platforms for future content. And to keep up to date on all things Don't Be A Hero, follow us on our Instagram or our TikTok at Don't Be A Hero Podcast. We'll see you there.